Coming live from Nelson, British Columbia, Canada is our guest this morning. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Gabriel Kezan, author of Alive on Purpose Therapist, men's coach and owner of Gabriel Kezan Coaching. Welcome to the show, Gabriel. Wonderful. Thank you, AJ. It's great to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. And we'll be talking about men, purpose, masculinity, and missing pieces, several things at the same time, uh, Gabriel. But first to understand, you know, your mission is to awaken men to their full potential so they can, uh, you know, confront uh, their limits and achieve their full potential. What does it actually mean? Can you help us understand that? Yeah, um, so that's a good place to start. Let's talk full potential because that's um, something a lot of people are chasing and a lot of people want. It's a desirable thing. Um, <clears throat> and in my practice, in my business, what I've discovered after uh, six, seven years of being a therapist, uh, working with men specifically, is that the uh, most powerful pathway for men to get to their next level in order to unlock that full potential um, is through purpose work and uh, uncovering that purpose. Uh, and I like to define purpose as uh, you are your purpose, like it's you. And your purpose is to give your gift. And <clears throat> along the way, uh, the men who I get to work with are most often business owners uh, who are feeling the pressure to um, show up as the husband, show up as the uh, leader in their business space, and show up as the father, engaged and connected, that they want to be. Um, and inside of the trinity of those three powers, we could find a trifecta of insanity. <clears throat> Right, so, right, Gabriel. Yeah, carry on. But before that, Gabriel, there is a bit of a sound issue, maybe some hissing sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Issue. Wonder if it's my mic. How's that? Just, just, yeah, yeah. Just double check. Yeah, yes, much better. Much better. Yeah, I think it was rubbing against my sweater there. Yes. Yes. Carry on. Um. Yeah. So the trifecta of insanity uh, being showing up as the business owner and the leader in that space and then being able to have um, a relationship that works uh, in love and in passion and also be the connected dad. And that, that, uh, un that puts men, a lot of men in this position of, of pressure um, that can be unbearable and guys can turn to addictions. Uh, guys can get distracted uh, and, deny uh, that pressure. And um, that's what a, one of the things that I uh, help guys to have is uh, keys, tools, and codes so that they can have it all and uh, avoid costly divorce. Because usually the balls that can get dropped when you're trying to juggle all those balls are the relationship. Um, and that is a dangerous one because it's like a glass ball. You can't drop that ball. It's not the work ball will bounce. It's made of rubber. 
um, but the the wife and the family balls are um, more uh, important. And uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, that's part of um, what I bring into the space is relationship focus and intimacy coaching for men uh, so that they can become better men. Um, and that that also spills over into their careers because when, the, when things are good in the relationship, uh, then they can show up their best in their workspace. Right, Gabriel. Now you talk about, you know, uh, so they, they should attend at uh, full potential so that they can confront the lies that limit them. What are these lies that are limiting men in today's time? Yeah, great question. Um, well, the way that I like to say it, AJ, is, um, you know, bringing it home to the obvious that ultimately I'll tell you that I'm a liar. And I might even go so far as to suggest that you're a liar and that I would ask the listeners to consider where they are lying to themselves, you know, because on this journey, we are all lying to ourselves in some way or another. And those lies are the false self that we present when we need to just get by um, or please or seek validation to fulfill certain roles and positions. Uh, but there's only so long we can carry on wearing masks and faking it. Um, so those are the real lies that I'm talking about is taking off the mask of pretending to have it all together uh, when really uh, there's a deeper truth <clears throat> and that is uh, screaming for attention. Uh, so, so those are the, some of the lies is just the everyday lies of carrying on uh, with the habit of being who we think we are uh, rather than digging deeper. And when I, when I talk about purpose work for men, it's, it's that itch of knowing that they're not doing what they're here to do and knowing that they have a deeper calling. So it's a deeper calling that requires we've got to take off the mask and go deeper. Um, and that's how we unlock uh, lodestones of truth that liberates uh, us from the lies because it actually takes an incredible amount of energy to continue to live a lie. And that could look like uh, working in a job you hate or staying in a loveless or sexless marriage that's not working or, um, yeah, being in a position that you just know in your heart and soul is killing you. And it could look like addictions. It could look like um, denial. It could look like all sorts of things. Uh, so that's sort of the shape of some of the lies. And right now I feel like because our world is going through such a big shift, uh, there's a lot of um, changes. And a lot of guys are feeling the pressure and feeling the collapse. And so that's one of the, the things uh, I help men uh, get through is uh, killing those lies and saying no, finding their no to the things that are not for them and the ways of being and habits that are not serving uh, so they can be the man be the leader um, and be the husband, be the father that they need to be and fulfill, fulfill that. Like, like you mentioned in, in, in our organizations, we need to lead and we need keys, codes and tools and, and ways to communicate that leadership to, uh, to provoke that, that freedom in all directions. 
right right gabriel so uh, is being a nice guy a good thing in today's time what about chivalry earlier uh, it, it used to be that man should be chivalrous he should open doors and you know do everything that is right is it the reason today that those things of the past which were considered good are leading them to limit themselves today is it the reason you say that nice guy syndrome and the systemic emasculation of men is it the reason of this systemic emasculation of men that is uh, that is the reason you know the being the nice guy being the chivalrous man are those the reasons that the that men are in such a situation today uh yeah and and that that um <clears throat> I want to unpack that term a bit and how I like how I describe nice because being nice uh, or being a nice guy is actually more uh, of that lie of wearing the, the fit, the false self lie. Um, and uh, a nice guy is actually an incredibly dangerous thing because what he's afraid of is the truth. He's afraid of the truth because um, there are parts of him he has not yet accepted that may be the parts of him that are a jerk um, or that have, have a sharp edge um, or that are disagreeable. Um, you know, so um, especially in, in the dating world, um, nice guys are looking for outside uh, validation and outside affirmation rather than sourcing it from within. Um, so a nice guy is actually not... Uh, an ideal. And what I also uh, do a lot with my clients is point out to them where they're acting uh, like the nice guy and seeking outside validation or um, trying to people please. In the therapeutic uh, language, we call it codependency. Uh, and it's actually a deep, deep disorder uh, or people pleasing. And if someone's a chronic people pleaser, always trying to take care of uh, everyone else first, eventually that festers and builds a type of resentment that can explode out sideways as toxic anger or toxic aggression. Um, so this, this is all the alchemy of just getting cooked. And I, I personally love uh, that you brought up the word chivalry because I think uh, we need to look back into those codes from earlier eras and dig into the roots of, of our, uh, of our, of the ancients and, and find the codes. And one of the codes that I work with in, in coaching men is, is just telling the truth. Um, because it can easily, it, you know, if you're wearing a nice guy mask, it's easy to stuff down the truth and just want to carry on uh, living a lie. But to live a lie is to wear sheep's clothing when you're really a wolf. It makes you an untrustworthy man to yourself and to others. Um, so I'd rather say, you know, if, if you're a man and you know, you're a wolf, if you have a wolf tendency and you're a leader and you can, you're fierce, then I want you to introduce yourself as a wolf. Um, because <laughs> then at least I'll, I'll know who I'm dealing with. Right. Don't pretend to be a, a sheep. Um, and so that's, that's part of what I unlock in men is just the truth fire of their own leadership and desire and their healthy pride, their healthy pride to strut, be who they are and, and, and let it shine like that. Right. 
Right, Gabriel. Let me ask this question differently. Is that you talked about the nice guy. Now, how do the real nice guys differentiate themselves from the wolf nice guys? What is that? Second um, thing is the danger. Sorry, I'll come to that. There, is, yeah. there are several questions so that you can put them together. The one another thing is that being a real nice guy can also lead you to get friend zoned. So you don't have, you know, people whom you can date in the way a lot of not so nice guys have a better chance, perhaps. That's 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 in today's world. Looking at these things together. And once we are dealing with this nice guy and the not so nice guys and the chivalry part, there is this whole atmosphere that has been built, especially in the last several years, about equality between sexes. How do you uh, calibrate all those things together, which does not put more pressure on men and leading them for this towards this systemic emasculation? How do you see all these things together and give some sort of an outcome that is much more understandable, much more relatable and much more can be done and which when actually let lead to men having a better image about themselves, having a better way forward for themselves. How do you see that? Several questions at the same time, but since they are all related, I put them together for you so that you can answer them at your own pace. Thank you. Yeah, uh, great, great thoughts. Thanks for sharing that. I, <clears throat> yeah, I think the, uh, the real homecoming is around purpose work and just getting clear on your purpose and purpose first. I think uh, breaking the spell of nice guy syndrome is about owning your your dominant uh, dominance in whatever area or discipline you're in, and owning your drive and your desire for more, your healthy pride. Uh, so that can yeah break the spell of the nice guy. And in terms of equality and and the world the way it is, there's a I and you know there's this trend of the systemic emasculation of men. That, that goes along with, with nice guy syndrome. And, and um, the thing is, a lot of guys will drift into uh, nice guy syndrome because uh, they're cut off from other men. And I say this because I know it intimately because I'm a recovering nice guy. And when we get isolated, we lose uh, our fire and we lose the sharpening that comes from um, men sharpening each other like iron sharpens iron. There's a warrior quality when we are accountable uh, as brothers. Um, and, and, and in that, um, we find purpose. One of the things I like to say about purpose is men renew their purpose either in solitude or in the company of other men. Um, so, so reverse engineering the systemic sedation is about uh, asking for help and getting in touch with a brotherhood, uh, a men's group, uh, a mastermind, hiring a coach, helping someone keep you accountable. Um, and in, and in, uh, in the world, you may even notice a, um, an inversion where there, there is a lot of 
um, nice guys. And then there's a lot of uh, boss girls or, you know, women who are incredibly um, empowered. And they're just as unhappy as the nice guys in terms of their intimate relationships. Uh, and so uh, that's also part of the alchemy is, is, is solving the real problem of helping couples um, find fulfillment in their love life and their sex life. Uh, and that that's about bringing a man, you know, bringing men in, in touch with their purpose in touch with their lion heart in touch with the fierce parts of them that are going to lead um, and a dark masculine core. Uh, <clears throat> and, and, and the invert, the inversion um, on the other side is uh, women uh, becoming more fulfilled because they're with a man who can take charge. And that's, that's what um, is missing a lot from, from those guys who are getting uh, friend zoned in, in the nice guy category, right? Um, is a lot of women who are, you know, powerhouses in their career when it comes time to uh, being in the relationship, they, they don't want to be in charge all the time. They want to feel a man's certainty and his leadership and his direction. So there's a hologram that happens because how we penetrate the situation in the bedroom is often a hologram of how we penetrate the spaces of our um, marketplaces or our uh, boardrooms. And that's that leadership and um, the willingness to be a presence, uh, to claim worthiness and deservingness and to have a voice and to, to penetrate through that uh, and, uh, and, and bring, bring the value, bring the fulfillment. Right, Gabriel. I will come to your book, Alive on Purpose. Before that, I wanted to understand for the audience is that why is it, who is responsible for all this? Is it that whole equality movement, equality of success? Is it, is it, is it because of that? Is there a bigger uh, sort of thing? Maybe is the market for pushing those products, which is much more, you know, uh, the market for men, you know, men's grooming and all that stuff, which were much more related to women's grooming and all that stuff, if I'm correct. Is it because of that? Why there is so much of talk about breaking the glass ceiling everywhere, even in corporate life? And again, the thing is, earlier we used to say that in several cultures, in several countries, women, they face the brunt because it's much more of a uh, men, uh, men who are leading the society, so their women do not have rights. But now, in so-called developed societies, in the Western world especially, there is talk of equality. And this equality is leading to emasculation of men. They are losing what, what they were actually supposed to do. And secondly, if you are at the same time, when we are talking of here, you know, breaking the glass ceiling, making women, giving more women in leadership positions. At the same time, you say even the strong women or powerful women, they want men to take charge in different spheres of life. How do you balance these things? It's a lot of work for a man to do. And even for a woman, it is not uh, easy to balance both the things outside. You've got to show that you are the leader. You got to show that you are equal. You got to show that you can do work as equally good 
as men. And on the other side, men have to look not only nice, they also have to look men, chivalrous, better income, and also who can take charge amidst all these limitations. How do you balance this, you know, together as a man? Great question. That's the million dollar question right there. Um, I, I think uh, the, the empowerment uh, movement for women has, has uh, been a blessing and is something we needed and, and we need. And um, feminism and femininity are not the same thing. Um, and I point that out in my book. Uh, the shadow side of women's empowerment is women uh, becoming what we call like uh, this this trend of of um, masculinized femininity and feminized masculinity. That's that inversion I was talking about before. And and when I say those words, um, a lot of people get upset because they they know and recognize what I'm talking about. And uh, it might ruffle some feathers. But the truth is, everybody knows this pattern, and you can see this pattern happening. Um, at the same time, I think that there's not really a right or a wrong. Each of us is born with, with that uh, balance within us that is unique. And some men are more masculine, and, and some men are, are less. And uh, what my work has been about is um, supporting men to dig deeper into their masculine core and to grab life by the balls and lead better um, and trust themselves better. And that that's, you know, coming home to their, their, their masculine leadership on an embodied level, the masculine axis that I like to uh, orient to is backbone, heart and balls. Um, <clears throat> because we know backbone is all about taking a stand and setting limits and offering direction and, and claiming ground. And those are, you know, anchoring principles that are masculine leadership. Heart is obvious. We want to lead with heart. We want to lead and be the benevolent king, right? The good, the good leader who's looking after the good of the realm with love. Um, but oftentimes, uh, guys give away their power. And what we say when, when that's happening is he's given his balls away. Look, his wife has his balls in her purse or whatever, you know, there's so many ways that you, you know, when, when a guy's given his power away, it's like, he, he might've given his balls away to his boss. It might not be his wife. It could be, it could be anything or, or, or an addiction. Or, so getting your balls back is a big part of, of the reclaiming and coming home to that axis of leadership, that vertical axis of, of masculine alignment. And I think you know, where did it all start? I think the industrial revolution separated a lot of men from the land and from their trades and from the the uh the guilds and the <clears throat> uncles and fathers and great and grandfathers who uh in previous eras would raise men and men had a sense of belonging in a deep ground of the sacred masculine <clears throat> when men got separated from the land and pushed into factories and offices uh we we started to identify with our paycheck and just providing that paper. And, uh, and there was a great loss of our multidimensionality in that. Uh, it was like uh, men start to equate their net worth with their self-worth. And that's a very limiting scope because we are, 
we are all vast um, beings. And so I think that's a part of it. And also uh, probably trauma, especially war trauma and multi-generational trauma uh, of inheriting um, stories where guys are not allowed to feel. The strangest thing is that for a lot of men, it's terrifying to just feel the feelings, you know? <laughs> and that's a, um, I like to say there's two forms of bravery. One form is to put on the armor and go out to war, you know, and that's, that's obvious. But the other form of bravery is to take off the armor and to sit naked in the truth. Um, and that's about being seen, being vulnerable and, and being intimate. Um, yeah, so that's, a, I mean, that, I just, those are some of the thoughts that came to me after what you shared there. Right, Gabriel. Well, well put, well put. And as we all are trying to seek answers to so many questions that beset not just men, but also women and societies, different societies as a whole. But I wanted to understand why did you write this book, A Life on Purpose? What exactly does this book contain? What can people learn from it? Well, it's a handbook for men. Um, the subtitle is Unclench from Fear and Step into Your Power with Backbone, Heart, and Balls. And uh, it's a book for men, specifically, written by a man who uh, has a background as a therapist. And I've overcome some of my own challenges with passivity, with divorce, uh, with loss, uh, with um, loss of direction, loss of purpose and existential dread, you, you know, all of that. Um, and when I went through uh, my own transformation, I uh, decided I wanted to give back and really impact the lives of men, which has become my mission, is, is helping men connect with a deeper sense of purpose, power and courage. That's the, the three sides of the spear tip of this book and the movement, which is my business that goes with the book of, of waking men up to a deeper octave of, of personal power that comes from their purpose. Right, right. And where do people uh, buy this book? How do they buy this book? Second thing is that I want you to understand what sort of clients do you get? You are a therapist. You uh, deal with these issues, help them come out of their issues. So what sort of people come to you and what sort of people can connect with you, where they can connect with you best? Uh, so the book is available on Amazon. And uh, the best places people can find me is on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn as well. But uh, Facebook is where I am more active on that platform. And uh, a lot of the people I work with, um, I've actually retired my, co my therapy business and burn the boats on that entirely. And I'm all in on um, executive men's coaching. So, you know, I work with um, men who are leaders, who are professionals, and who are feeling the pressure uh, to have it all. The success that builds the house and the fulfillment that helps them feel joy and, in, and, and fulfillment inside the house. Uh, and then they can have it all as husband, as business owner, and as dad. Um, and that's what the keys, codes, and tools I use with my clients that get them results, that save marriages, um, prevent divorces, and, and help men really just come home to their own power and um, their, own, their own health. Right. 
Right, Gabriel. My last question to you, uh, Gabriel, is to understand what is it, uh, what is the future of man? Where is he going from now? Because the world is changing. There is so much of, you know, uh, changes happening at the same time. New machines are coming and they, everybody has an option to choose a machine as a friend now. With time, you will have more of that, more of those uh, different, different sort of gadgets and all those things are coming. Amidst all these things, one is how, what is the future of men? And along with that, I ask a question which everybody has always been struggling to understand. I don't know whether you will be, you know, it has a correct answer, but everybody wants to understand what do women want? And people keep on trying to understand that. In this backdrop, when a man and women, the way nature has put them together and they have to walk together anywhere, whether even towards the future, what is it that man can understand what exactly women want and how do they move into the future with this knowledge? If you can help us understand. Sure. Yeah. So I'd say the first part, where are men going? Um, I'd, I think that there's a splitting happening. I think there's a splitting and that there are a lot of frustrated men in this world. There's a lot of men who um, need the help and are going through crisis. And you see that by the suicide rates uh, that are disproportionately men ending their own lives. And not only just men who are struggling, but a lot of successful men. That's the, the real secret is that a lot of men who have outward success are suffering and struggling on the inside with that existential questions of what their purpose is and what they're here for. Um, if they've just been chasing money their whole life and they feel empty inside. Um, so I feel like my book and my movement is part of a broader movement of men uh, finding each other and um, doing deep work to unlock and heal and come in touch with uh, the true core of what it means to be a man um, and to be responsible for others and to be free, you know, to be someone who loves freedom and wants to use that gift of freedom uh, to provide value and to um, protect and to uh, be responsible. Um, and that takes village. You know, the time of the lone wolf is over. Uh, men need brotherhoods. Men need uh, inner circles, advisors. No king ever ruled on his own. He always has a circle of advisors. Uh, so that's my um, wish for men is to reach out and find one another and invest in themselves. Uh, because making those those investments will change your life in, in finding the right coach, finding the right support network and, and get out of that corner that you might have backed yourself in. And then the second part of your question is what women, what do women need? I love that question because it reminds me of that saying that man's greatest teacher is woman. And women's greatest teacher is man. I think we have so much to teach each other. But what I think women actually want is everything. Women want everything. And that's the challenge is to be able to rise into the challenge of providing um, everything and dancing in that, <laughs> in that game, in that love of, of, you know, letting love flow between you and figuring it out. Right. 
right so if you say that they want everything how do a man in today's time they deal with this with a with a woman in his life like this and still move forward because it's the way nature have has built them how do you carry on in the best manner possible because a king if he rules he, he doesn't rule alone he also has a queen who also stands by his side all the time and help him rule the world yeah he's got to start with unlocking the mind and the um illusions and limitations in his mind and the victim mentality that keeps him trapped in those old identities um yeah and shifting to uh unstick the mind from old programs uh opens possibilities and that's where it starts and then um he can find his power but uh sometimes we have to go and get really lost <laughs> and get really um in struggle uh before we can hit rock bottom and um be able to reach out for help and get the right help so yeah when we realize our power is lim- unlimited and we can provide everything that that woman needs when she wants everything then we're in harmony we're in harmony with the universe we're in harmony with our place in it and we're trusting that yeah there are natural limits to what we can do but we can do our best and uh, that's enough right right on this note gabriel it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live thank you so much for joining us